Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. I always have a hard time saying that. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. Say that five times fast. We got that started off the right way with some fiery comments from Lane Kiffin. Wait, no, we got the exact opposite. Yesterday, peace and love is the message from the head coaches in this state. Do you buy it? Let's talk about that and some stuff about the game as well. I'll do a lot more of that tomorrow, but, you know, just some thoughts about the Egg Bowl itself, the actual football game after we discuss Kiffin and, uh, and Leach's comments, although Leach didn't really say anything uh, about that. It's it's mostly Kiffin driving the kumbayas here, but uh, do you buy it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What do you think about these comments? I'll tell you what they were and all that coming up right here on the live stream. First, I do want to remind you, though, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, you can't be a part of this. Uh, well, you can. You can watch, but that's all you can do. So hop on over to YouTube. Find me on YouTube. Just my name. That's all you got to find. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel there. And uh, actually like the video. That will help me a ton. Also follow on Twitter and Facebook. And wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning, or my name should turn up results and subscribe there so you don't miss a moment. Um, Zach says, I just listened to that SEC podcast, and they opened today's episode the exact same way, struggling to say rivalry. Rivalry week, rivalry week, rivalry week. Yeah, I got it. I think I got it. It was a long night, man. I'm trying to get out of the gold level in Halo. So, you know, I was grinding last night after the Pelicans lost. Again, 3-16, and 16, by the way. You know you're a real fan when you're still watching your team when they're 3-16. and 16. I deserve some credit for that, I think. But uh, anyway... Let's talk Egg Bowl. Why not? We had our press conferences yesterday. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I don't know if you want to call it going viral or whatever, but made some waves in the the Egg Bowl Twitter land yesterday for a couple of things that he said directly involving the Egg Bowl. Now, as you guys know, this is a pretty heated rivalry. It it is... uh, Largely kind of been in the shadows in terms of national relevance because, quite frankly, we rarely have good teams around here. This game really hasn't mattered outside of this state very often. This is a rare exception this year. Hopefully this is here to stay where the game matters far beyond just bragging rights within the borders of this state and nowhere beyond. Um, As you guys know, I I have largely thought of the Egg Bowl as a sideshow. That's what people nationally think of it as, but not this year. This is not a sideshow. This is a good football game between two ranked teams, and we'll find out exactly where tonight. Ole Miss will be in the top 10 somewhere. I assume State will remain in the 20s, but two top 25 teams, one of which in the top 10 playing for an access bowl, high-level quarterback play, just good football, uh, and it's about time. We just don't get this enough. But it's a heated rivalry nonetheless, and it always has been. 
in my opinion, for whatever it's worth, and I know people remind me around this time every year that since I am not from Mississippi, although I've lived here for 12 years, uh, I just don't get it. And when I say that some people put too much emphasis on this game, I just don't get it. Uh, as if I didn't grow up in a state with a in in state rivalry just like this one. Uh, either way, it is heated. Whether or not you think or I think it should be as heated or as important as some people place it, it is. So how do you take these comments from Lane Kiffin yesterday? He was asked about the intensity, if you will, of the uh, of the Egg Bowl, and his response was pretty pretty mundane. Basically, he said, uh, "It's just football." You really shouldn't hate people because of where you go to school. He also said that maybe he and Mike Leach were here to bring the state of Mississippi together. It's just football. Why hate people because they went to a different school was what the head coach of Ole Miss said on the Monday of Egg Bowl week. Zach says Kiffin is a treasure, and I will be disappointed if he leaves Ole Miss this year. Um, I want to know, honestly, and I have a feeling this audience will take it far differently than the radio audience will. I have just a completely different mindset I have learned, uh, for the most part anyway, uh, from people that listen to the radio show com- compared to this, a completely different mindset. Uh, but what, what do you make of this? State fans, what do you think about this? Ole Miss fans, what do you think about this? On, on one hand, you will have people, and I've already seen it, you, you will have people that think that comments like these show that he is not as invested in the game as he needs to be. I think it's really simple. Some people don't like it because they think it means that they're not going to give the effort that is required to win this game. There was a story I read yesterday that that Ross Dellinger linked. I think it was an old story, though, about Houston Nutt after he lost an Egg Bowl, and he was getting something in Pontotoc. He was at like a feed store in Pontotoc or something. And they had just gotten their Cotton Bowl berth, right? But they lost the Egg Bowl. And he said, a lady in the store said, you got to beat State, coach. You have to beat State to him randomly at the store. Didn't even mention the Cotton Bowl, which, by the way, shows you just really how (laughs) the whole 50 years thing, how stupid that was. Because anyway, point is... uh, Not beating Mississippi State or not beating Ole Miss is obviously something that fans will not accept for very long. It is an unacceptable thing. If Mike Leach falls to 0-2 to Ole Miss after losing six in a row to his rival Washington, people are going to have questions on Thursday night. When we fire up this stream on Thursday, people are going to have questions about him and his inability to beat rivals. Whether that's fair or not, that's going to be something that we will talk about should they lose the game on Thursday. Because why not? That's eight in a row against your rival at the end of the year. Why is that happening? That's a fair question. Um, But what people confuse as, or people confuse indifference for lack of effort. Uh, Some people will take this, the the indifference that Kiffin and Leach have towards each other. that they have, generally speaking, towards this game. Now, I know Ole Miss, after they won, did the whole we run the SIP thing. But, guys, that was a recruiting deal. Come on. Um, I saw people yesterday uh, when Ole Miss put that graphic out where they put 
the the pregame graphic that they do every single week where they take kind of like a goofy shot at their opponents on Twitter every week. Uh, people did the whole, oh, they, I thought they don't care about the rivalry thing. They do that every single week. Uh, I mean, they did it with Texas where they had a silhouette of Bevo and they had to to add A&M in a different color. And the, the caption was, we thought we were playing Texas and got really excited. So, you know, they do stuff like that. The, the, the we run the SIP thing, that's all recruiting. That's exactly what that's for. Um, and the tweet that got some people annoyed yesterday was something they do every week. Generally speaking, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach don't exactly care about this game. They know that it's important to the fans. They know that it, it, it's a game that they, they should win. They need to win uh, to keep everybody where they are happy. But the indifference that you felt this week towards each other, that you feel often with these guys towards each other. Remember back in the summer when – they all went to the Neshoba County Fair together along with Will Hall and, you know, kind of messed with each other and, and stuff and had a good rapport and felt like they were friends. Comments like this, that you shouldn't hate somebody because they went to a different school. Mike Leach speaking very fondly of Lane Kiffin a- after game day. That, that kind of stuff that they do does not mean that they're not going to try their damnedest to win this game. You know, there, there are some people that I think cannot separate these kind of comments and this kind of rapport that these guys have with each other, they can't think that that can exist and also they give maximum effort and try to win this game. I promise you, I promise you, Mike Leach is working as hard as he can to win this football game and vice versa. Like, they know how important it is. And by the way, every single SEC game is important. Like, all of them. They give, save Vanderbilt, apparently, maximum effort to win all of these games. If you're giving more energy into this game as opposed to the LSU game, then you're doing it wrong anyway. So don't confuse, if you're one of those people, I don't think you guys that listen to this are, but don't don't confuse their indifference with lack of effort because that's not the case here. The indifference with each other, the not understanding the hatred thing that I know has bothered at least a few people, uh, some of which receive a media credential, um, does not mean they're not trying. It doesn't mean that they're not going to give maximum effort. It doesn't mean they don't understand how important it is. It just means they're different when it comes to the sideshow stuff about this game. But I promise you they know what's on the line, and I promise you they're going to coach as hard as they can to try to win this game because, number one, that's why they're getting paid $5 million a year. Two, Ole Miss could go to an access bowl. Um, th- there's bonuses involved. I mean, it's to, – to think that these comments – and, again, I, I don't think you guys feel this way, but some people do. To think that these comments, the indifference means they don't get it, I think is a fallacy. I, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, just because they don't hate state like you do or just because they don't hate Ole Miss like you do doesn't mean they don't understand that – this game is wildly important and you need to win. You need to win this game. Fans are more quickly able to dismiss a loss to Alabama as opposed to Ole Miss or or Mississippi State. So, Fireman says Egg Bowl not being as toxic but still fun. I think it's great. I, I do too because 
I mean, I, I go on this spiel all the time. I'm not going to waste your time on it again today, but you guys have heard me say it before. If you've listened to the radio show over the years or just followed me on Twitter or wherever, you know that I think that this game is is a, has been in the past a laughing stock of college football. People haven't tuned into the Egg Bowl because they wanted to see a good game, a good intense football game. They wanted to see the sideshow. That's what they wanted. That's what this game was. It was a point and laugh game. It wasn't a point and wow game. You know what I mean? Um, I, I always thought that was that was bad. Uh, it brought the state down. It was kind of an embarrassment. Um, I mean, the the fighting and, and the celebrations and, and all that, smoking cigars after going five and seven, all those things are, are just, it's a sideshow. Or it's, that's what it was. And now, this week, there is no sideshow. I mean, I saw Andy Staples yesterday just say on Twitter how excited he was to watch this game. You know why he's excited to watch this game now? It's because it's going to be a good football game. Because you've got compelling offenses, compelling storylines. You've got NFL players. Mississippi State has a left tackle that will be playing on Sunday next year. This time next year, he'll be playing in the NFL. Likely a first-round pick. Ole Miss is a quarterback. This time next year, we'll be playing in the NFL. Likely a first-round pick. I mean, there's there's real story here. And it's not about the sideshow. It's not about the, oh, man, I hope they fight. It's, oh, man, I can't wait to watch Corral versus Rodgers. I can't wait to watch Sam Williams if, if he ever lines up across from Charles Cross. Uh, because what a matchup that's going to be. Two guys that are going to be playing on Sundays next year going right at it in a rivalry game. That's what people like Andy Staples are excited for now. Kiffin versus Leach. Corral versus Rodgers. NFL players on the field. Possibly shitty weather. Forgive my language. That's what people are here for now. This is better. This is more enjoyable than the, the constant bickering between fan bases of two bad teams and fighting and nonsense. This is so much better. And yeah, Chris, we do have civility on this show. That's uh, that's it's going to be tested on Thursday night. It is going to be tested on Thursday night. The the stress of family and Thanksgiving and all that stuff and talking about Biden with your crazy uncle and then having to watch this football game and then having some beers flowing. That's going to be tested on Thursday. Very small audience I have here. So maybe that will um, that that won't be as bad as I'm expecting, but uh, it will be. The civility thing is going to be tested on Thursday after that game. <sighs> Texas, if you think Kiffin or Leach, for that matter, aren't going aren't doing everything they can to win this game just because they're not uh, foaming at the mouth, you're crazy. Exactly, and, and honestly, I, don't you want somebody? I've I've always I've often thought this too in terms of anything in life really, but don't you want somebody that's more level headed to to control something like this? Do you really want you know maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm dead wrong. I'm not talking about the players. Yeah, you want like Chance Campbell, you want Aaron Brule. I hadn't had a great year, but you you want guys like them, Nathan Pickering, whoever the case may be on your defense to be foaming at the mouth and insane because they're actually playing the game. They're hitting, you know, they're in it. They're, they're, they're in the scrum, right? So yeah, you want your defensive players to be a little bit crazy. Um, but, but if 
you're going into a situation like this, don't you want your leaders to be as calm and rational as possible? That makes more sense to me, right? I mean, don't don't you want your school, the teachers of your kids, to if you if a kid in class is having a meltdown, to be calm and measured and and not emotional and things like that? Don't you want your coaches to not coach with emotion, but coach with their brains and and be relaxed and normal instead of so intense that their belt's about to pop off because they're just so they're filling up inside? No, no. Fireman says, I bet money no players will fake pee on the Davis Wade field this year. Kiffin will not allow it because he doesn't want a toxic toxic game or players. Um, yeah, yeah. I, for some reason, I feel like we're going to see that again. Like, just scenario here. State's winning by two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. And... Will Rogers throws a touchdown pass to name your receiver, Makai Polk, you know, Jaden Wally, whoever. You're going to tell me they, they may not do that somewhere, maybe not in the end zone, but like somewhere on the sideline or something. I think that celebration is going to be going to come back up one year or another. I think we're going to get it again. Maybe not this year, maybe not directly in the end zone, but the fake dog pee celebration is going to come up again. I promise you. It's going it's going to come up again. Somewhere, somehow, it's going to come up again. Whether it be on the sidelines or something, it's going to be. Uh, Mr. T.B. Shaw says, I love that civility has been returning to the Egg Bowl after Dan Mullen and Metcalf and Moore gaslighted this annual competition. And the thing is, it's still going to be intense. It's just not going to be fueled by the coaches anymore. Because they they fueled it, and there there were some outside factors as well, a NCAA investigation involving the two schools and stuff like that. I mean that that was all pretty unprecedented. Um, I, I'm not saying intensity shouldn't be there. I've just it, it, here's what I mean, guys. I, I've been to an Ohio State Michigan game, and it was intense. It wasn't ugly like the Egg Bowls I've been to, though. I've been to many Clemson, South Carolina games. It's intense. It's, it's, you know, hostile. But not like some of the stuff I've heard since I've lived here. It's different. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina, they hate each other. They do. I mean, it's a rivalry. Of course they do. And and they, they talk, you know, back and forth all year long about the game and stuff like that. But it feels less desperate if that makes sense. Some of it around here feels desperate or has felt desperate in the past. Yeah, no, I got to wash my mouth, especially now that the little guy is starting to, uh, you know, repeat words and stuff. I've uh, I've got to clean it up. I have uh, admittedly one of my many faults, and I've got a lot of them. One of my many is uh, is I I got kind of a potty mouth. I, I got to wash my mouth now, especially with an impressionable young one running around for sure. I've always said, Miles says, I've won State and Ole Miss to win everything going into the Egg Bowl. Be what the Iron Bowl is. It amazes me. The grinders that say they just can't root for the other team no matter what. And, and what's funny is there are some people that think that, like, they, they don't believe me. I've even got coworkers that don't believe me when I say that I would much prefer State and Ole Miss win every single game they play until they play each other because that would be 
what's best for for business for me. I mean, could you imagine if if this game and it's getting close to it, but if this game was like Ohio State Michigan, Ohio State Michigan guys is for a playoff spot. Could you imagine how much or, or or stress anxiety inducing it would be if it was like that here. Um, but for, from my vantage point, how awesome that would be, how much money that, how much more money that I could generate if, if Ole Miss and state were top 10 teams playing the egg bowl for a spot in the playoff. Holy crap. I mean, I just like, I'm turning green right now. Just thinking about it. This is what I've been hoping for is this game this year. This is what I've been hoping for for a long time. And we've gotten close a couple of times. I mean, 14 and 15, those were good state and Ole Miss teams. They were. So so we had it, you know, six years ago or so. But I haven't seen enough of it. In my over a decade living in the state, you just you haven't seen enough like this. And, and this is just so welcome to me. And the conversation... I know I've spent a long time not talking about football this morning, but the conversation's mostly focused on football. And yeah, fans are going to do the rivalry stuff because of course they are, but it's it's just different now, and I love it. Speaking of that, uh, a couple of thoughts on the game itself. We'll do more of it tomorrow. Uh, we'll do the two questions thing and whatnot tomorrow, uh, and then I'll be back with you Thursday night. We'll not be live on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, got too much to do that day. But uh, I will be with you uh, Thursday night. So anyway, one thing I'm looking at very closely is uh, is the Ole Miss defense versus the Mississippi State offense, obviously. But uh, to, to take it a step further, um, last year, Mississippi State and that offense was stopped by just the most basic rush three drop eight that you've ever seen. And it was effective because those three were able to get home. Those three were able to get pressure. That was the biggest issue with State a year ago was rush three, drop eight worked because three was getting home. And they couldn't move the football because there wasn't time to have these long developing, you know, crossing routes and stuff like that, trying to exploit holes in that deep zone because there wasn't time to do it. The offensive line was giving up pressures and sacks to just three guys. That is not the case anymore for Mississippi State, they're protecting Rodgers much, much better. So if anybody tries to just do that, then they're going to get picked apart. If Ole Miss decides just to bring three rushers and drop everybody else back into coverage, they're going to get picked apart and State's going to win this game. I don't expect Ole Miss to do that. Luckily for Ole Miss in this case, the defense that they're currently running is designed largely to stop this kind of offense. A 3-2-6 by default is designed to stop this kind uh, of offense. That's what it's meant to do. But Ole Miss has to bring more than three. We saw it in the Arkansas game. The last time the Ole Miss defense played poorly, uh, seven weeks ago was the last time they really played poorly. Since then, they've been, honestly, quite good. On obvious passing downs, Ole Miss tried to do that, where they tried to just get pressure with three and dropped everybody else back in coverage. They stopped doing that, and they're having a lot more success on passing downs. They're getting more pressure. They're getting more sacks. And because of that, Sam Williams has been able to uh, just win one-on-one matchups because he can't get doubled every time, and it's really worked for them. So in this case, can Mississippi State protect Ole Miss is is the biggest key in the game. Can they? But 
Ole Miss will be bringing more than just three guys. It will not be your standard rush three, drop eight, because that's not working. In-state will pick them apart. So you're going to see a lot of the situations where Chance Campbell is essentially, or, or, or a linebacker is essentially spying. But Will Rogers isn't, you know, he's not a runner. A lot of that will be, they'll either be checking a back out of the backfield or, or delayed blitzing and stuff like that. Ole Miss is going to bring pressure. They're going to do it from the linebacker spot. They're going to have one of those two safeties that are closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, they'll bring them sometimes. They'll do some stunting. They'll have to mix up their blitzes and things like that because State's been able to protect Will Rogers really well, and because of that, he's been picking apart defenses. Uh, that That's what led to the comeback in Auburn. Auburn kind of got conservative and decided to try to keep things in front of them, and that's going to get you beat when you play State now. The way they're going, the way they're protecting, and the way Rodgers is throwing the football, that's what's going to happen on Thursday night if that's what Ole Miss does. So that's the thing I'm focused on the most is how Ole Miss is able or or how they approach trying to get pressure on Rodgers and how State protects Rodgers. That is the biggest key in this game to me is protection of Will Rodgers. You tell me how many times he's been hurried or sacked, and I tell you who wins the game. If he's been sacked, you know, two, three, four times and hurried, you know, a a bunch of times and they're getting pressure and he's having to dump it off, uh, then State's going to lose. But if, if they're protecting him, if Ole Miss isn't able to get pressure on him, uh, Ole Miss is in for a long night, as we've seen the last few weeks with State's offense. That's how it's going to be. State has to stop the run in this game, too, uh, especially with Corral. You haven't seen Ole Miss run their offense to full capacity, I guess would be the word, in weeks because of Corral's injury his threat to run really opened up so much in that offense. Defenses had to stay honest because his threat to pull the ball and run was so great that it really spread defenses out, and that's why they were able to run the football so well, and that's what kept teams, especially in the RPO action, um, you know, running man stuff on the back end and, and getting beat there. It just – that running element from Corral really opened things up, and they haven't had it the last few weeks. Well, he looked – much healthier uh, against Vanderbilt, and I expect to see more of him in the run game, even if it's just the illusion that he will do it, he will threat sometimes. So State has to stop the run in this game, but more importantly, they have to make sure Corral doesn't beat him with his legs because that is something that Ole Miss hasn't done in weeks, and he looked much healthier on Saturday than he has uh, in quite some time. And especially for State, you can't give up big plays. Uh, Emerson and Forbes are, are really good corners. Uh, it's That's going to be a hell of a matchup to watch is State's corners versus Ole Miss's wide receivers who are finally healthy now. Uh, so that'll be another game within the game matchup that I'll just really enjoy watching is those corners versus those receivers. But despite State playing good defense this year, they've been good against the run. Uh, they have this good secondary that everybody's really fond of. Problem is, they have been prone to give up big plays. Uh, That's kind of been an issue all season. State, especially in the back end, has given up big plays. They can't do that here because Ole Miss's offense, as you guys know, tries to be quick strike. Their motto is score from far for a reason. And um, can't do that in this game. Can't let Ole Miss score quickly. And then whoever wins the turnover battle, that's an obvious one. That's a really, really, really obvious one. So 
Anyway, we'll do two questions tomorrow. But those are just things I'm watching. I'm really focused on is how Ole Miss tries to pressure Rodgers because the rush three drop eight thing's not working uh, anymore. And, and I don't think it'll work on Thursday. And if Ole Miss tries to do it, they're going to get picked apart because that's what happened to Auburn. And Auburn got picked apart by Will Rogers and company because they they didn't really bring pressure. And if you don't bring pressure, if you and if you do bring pressure and it still can't get home, you, you're going to get picked apart in this game. Brown Eddie says, people think they've seen a rivalry. Wait until uh, we see 11-0, 11-0 Egg Bowl, then we will see a rivalry. Can't wait for that day. I hope that day comes. I uh, I really hope that day comes. I did see, when I went to that Ohio State-Michigan game a, a long time ago, I did see a shirt that I, I'm not going to do what the shirt was, uh, but just imagine this is me holding up my middle finger on the shirt, and it was the Nike check, but somebody holding up the middle finger and it had Michigan above it. So some guy was selling that on the side of the road as I was walking into the stadium was the middle finger Nike check with Michigan above it. It was pretty creative. Um, that was a cool day though. It was a really cool day. Um, boy, they hate each other. It's more, it's more like traditional hate. If that makes sense. Like, they sing songs at each other and stuff like that. I don't know. It was was just a different atmosphere. That was when Rich Rodriguez was coaching Michigan, too. I got to see Rich Rod lose. Um, Happens often, as it turns out, unless he's at West Virginia. Anyway, thank you guys for uh, for tuning in, being a part this morning. Um, Just know that your coach is not talking about how much they hate the other and saying things like, um, you know, we're here to bring the state together and stuff like that doesn't mean they don't understand. It doesn't mean they don't understand. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to coach their asses off on, on Thursday night. Yeah, Miles, I watched it. The HBO special on the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. I, it, it's It's so traditional. Like on the Ohio State campus, any building... See, this is what I'm talking about. This is like the traditional hate. This is the rivalry stuff I think is funny and I like. It's not um, some of the stuff we've seen around here as of late. On the Ohio State campus, any letter M that appears on campus, they'll, they'll put a red X over it, whether it be in tape or whatever. They will cover up any M on campus with a red X. They, they won't use the letter M this week in anything. And they'll just put a red X on it. Like if it's a, a building on campus with an M, they'll cover it up with a red X everywhere on campus. So we, when you're walking around, there are just red X's everywhere covering up the letter M. Stuff like that. Just goofy things like that is um, is, is pretty funny. And then the old uh, Woody Hayes quote. He's blowing out Michigan one year. He was a nasty guy. He's blown out Michigan one year and um, was asked, he went for two blowout game, like no reason to go for two at all late in the game. He went for two and somebody asked him why you went for two. And apparently he leaned in and said, because I couldn't go for three. Love it. I love it. But uh, this one, uh, this one will be fun anyway. 
I've waxed poetic about this game enough. Two questions coming tomorrow. Ole Miss absolutely must do what if they want to beat State? They cannot do what if they want to beat State and vice versa. State can do what they have to do and what they cannot do. They want to it's my favorite content. I love it. And we'll do that tomorrow. In the meantime, I'll have a great rest of your day. Safe travels. I know some of you are starting to travel for Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.